Hey there, lovebirds. Happy Wedding Wednesday, and welcome to Your I Do Crew, a wedding planning podcast. Each week, Atan and Lindsay bring over 30 years of industry experience to the table with insight and interviews from local and national wedding pros to give you the best tips, tricks, and hacks that will take the stress out of your wedding planning process and help elevate your special day. So grab something old and something new. It's time to listen to your, your I, I Do, do Crew. Hey crew, it has once again been a while since we've released a new episode. So first I want to say thank you for sticking with us. This past year has thrown so many crazy situations at us. The landscape of the wedding industry has changed pretty dramatically in most places. Couples and vendors are dealing with situations and restrictions that they never thought they'd have to consider. And even though things seem to be getting better, we're still not totally through the other side. Plenty of you are still having to make the decision to postpone your wedding or not. And that's certainly not an easy one to make, which is exactly why we recorded this episode with today's guest. Regina Burns is the founder and CEO of Rise Event Production, and she is an absolute rock star. So if you're sitting on the fence trying to decide whether or not to postpone your wedding or how to make it happen this year, this is the episode for you. So all over New England and California. Yeah. The, the, the bicoastal thing, how does that happen? So it happened organically, actually, because so I originally, I've always known that I wanted to start my own event production company. Mm -hmm. um, my mom was an event producer. She had her special events production company when I was younger. And so she would sort of take me to these events out of necessity. You know, I had my own little junior polo that I would wear. <laughs> <laughs> That's really where I fell in love with the industry. And I knew, okay, this is, you know, this is also my jam. Um, and so I actually lost my mom. She passed away when I was 12 years old to oh, a, thank you, a 10 year battle with breast cancer. So oh. when um, she passed away, sort of, that passion, if anything, just ignited even more. It was like, I'm going to follow in my mom's footsteps. You know, I, all I wanted to do since I was younger is be just like my mom. So mm -hmm. even more so, I was like, going to do this. When I graduated high school, you know, you sort of walk into that self-doubt a little bit. And you're like, okay, yeah. is, the, is the creative route that may seem against the grain reasonable? Is it practical? So... I actually, you know, like I went to college, I went to UMass, Boston, um, and I like majored in business management, I minored in communications. And, you know, I don't really know what my plan was at that moment. But whatever it was, it wasn't a heart centered plan. Um, mm. It was kind of like, I'm just doing this because it seems like the next practical next step. Um, but I hit a wall in college. And I was like, nope, nope. Um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to drop out of college and I'm going to start my own business and I'm going to at least give it a thousand percent try. And I went to my grandmother who is this like, you know, she's this very practical woman. Um, she was like a real estate, um, mogul in her own right and mm -hmm. really happy that I was in college and, you know, I told her I was going to drop out <laughs> and, um, I was like, but I swear I'll go back if it doesn't work. And, Actually, 
I luckily had um, my brother. He's four years older than me, and he mm-hmm. did the exact same thing. So I was able to sort of do that sibling rivalry thing, which is like <laughs> he dropped out of college and started his own business, so I can too, you know? Right. So no one could argue, and I was like, all right, my turn, um, because my brother did. He did also. He was going to Northeastern, and he um, dropped out to start his business, which ironically is also by coastal and i know we're like this (laughs) strangely by coastal entrepreneurial siblings um but so long story short i was like i'm dropping out of college and i'm going to do this thing so Mm -hmm. i knew that right away i wasn't ready to just get a business license and go i wanted to absorb more of the industry i wanted to um you know just get some more tools in my toolkit before I went out on my own. So I made the decision to work for a company first. And when I was sort of deciding where I want to go, I just chose Los Angeles because my brother was actually living out there at this Mm -hmm. time. So I had a couch to surf on. And, (laughs) you know, if there's one of the major cities and major, you know, meccas of entertainment and events in our country, LA is Mm -hmm. definitely one of those places. So absolutely. I was like, let's go. So I was, um, I actually was applying for jobs in while still living in Massachusetts, but I had my brother's Los Angeles residence on my resume so I could, you know, position myself, Mm -hmm. um, sort of to seem like I was a resident and it's no problem and I'm not coming from out of state and I could start tomorrow because um, <laughs> it's really competitive. So uh, sure. it's one of those fake it till you make it kind of moments, but mm-hmm. I was like, let's do this. So I was hired and I actually um, was hired in the first wedding. You know, I was immediately given a project, a wedding that was in Temecula, which is like small Napa. It's like gorgeous mm-hmm. Southern California wine country. Yeah. And I was doing the whole wedding from the East Coast. I actually flew to California to move there, like with all my bags, took a red eye on a Thursday night. On Friday, I had the rehearsal and Saturday was the wedding of my first production. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So that was like a total whirlwind, needless to say, but incredible. So as I was in LA and, 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 you know, working for this company and I just dove all the way in, like mm-hmm. as far as you can go, like an, another project, any project that I could be given, um, I took. And then even sort of beyond that, I, I presented new ideas for new projects. And, you know, the owner was like, sure, if you want to go get it. And so I, I was kind of just reaching out all these tentacles and all these different mm-hmm. industries, um, you know, to produce events and, and so weddings yeah. and special events. And I absolutely loved it. So when I hit the point where I realized, you know, I I just felt that I was ready to move back to the East Coast and launch my own business. Um, It was just sort of natural. Once I I got back to the East Coast and I was established, it was just sort of natural because I had all these great contacts on Mm -hmm. the West Coast um, for vendors and venues and organizations and what have you. So um, it was just kind of organic to keep those contacts live and keep the conversations mm-hmm. moving. And so it evolved into having business on both coasts. So that's kind of how um, it was created as a bi-coastal company or how it led to becoming a bi-coastal company. 
That's awesome. That's, I mean, what an amazing, uh, the turn of events that led to all that. And it's, it's driven by your passion and you yeah. just kept wanting to, to dive in and, and, and dig in deeper. And it's, it's funny when you have that desire, when you have that drive in the wedding industry, you, you get to. <laughs> yes. Yep, exactly. You know, I joke a lot about the fact that, you know, I sort of fell into officiating and being a wedding business, but you, 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 sometimes you can fall into it, but you have to still have that want, that drive, that desire. Once you get the taste of it and you say, oh, wait, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Let me add it. Yes. There is, um, it's funny, you know, my friends, family that are polar opposite, like they, you know, they'll look at the wedding industry or specifically being a wedding planner. And it's almost sickening. Like, you know, they're just like, mm -hmm. you have to be a special kind of person to <laughs> want to be a planner and a coordinator. And so, you know, you have it in you and sometimes you might have it in you, you know, right from childhood or something may spark that inspiration or that spark might come later when you find yourself, you know, helping a friend who's a DJ and their assistant canceled last minute. And so they asked you, Hey, can you come help me, you know, run some stuff. And then you show up and you're like, Oh my God, this is so cool. So the inspiration mm -hmm. can spark at different times at different periods of your life. But yeah, it's that very special person that once it sparks, it just ignites. And that's mm -hmm. also what I love so much about our industry is that the connections you make with the different vendors are mm -hmm. so wholesome because we all know we're here. We all share that passion. That's why we're here. Otherwise it would be a very, if you don't have the passion, it's like, <laughs> why would you be in this business? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. If, if you didn't love it, you would hate it. There's, there's exactly. no middle ground. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, there's nobody who's just kind of, yeah, I guess I'll do weddings. No. Right. Right. No. Oh my gosh. Right. So it's a very special kind of uh, community to be a part of too on the on the business mm -hmm. side of things. So I always want to ask my guests, what's the, the best thing about what you do? But it just sounds like you love all of it. I do. I do love all of it. I have to <laughs> say, everybody asks, you know, like, what's your favorite moment of a wedding day? Or, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times, of course, because I love the back end. I love the the putting all the pieces together. And then you love the day when you see all of those pieces just match. Yeah. Um, but my absolute favorite part of a wedding day specifically is it's sort of what I've coined the final fluff. And mm -hmm. it's a part <laughs> that is just so special and so specific to the wedding planner. It's that intimate moment where you're with the bride and everyone is already gone, right? It's just her and whoever may be walking her down the aisle, or she may be escorting herself and mm -hmm. you. And so you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm this part of this insanely important, insanely intimate moment where the bride is like going to take her like just deep breath to just then go walk onto her aisle and enter her ceremony. And so I always like to take a moment to soak that in because it's such an honor to be a part of that. And then the final fluff is, of course, with her gown, her train, whatever it may be, or maybe she's wearing a sleek little pantsuit and you're the mm. last one to put the finishing touches on mm. her look right before she takes the stage. And that, I mean, I have chills talking about it. That to yeah. me 
is the greatest honor. And that's probably my favorite part, which I mean, it has <laughs> nothing to do with the other cup, the other um, part of the couple. So mm. it's like, I love you too. I love you too. Yes, we have our moments. But that moment before, you know, before they take their stage and you're the last mm. one to just put those finishing touches on, it's something that's so special. And that's probably my favorite part of the wedding day. That that is awesome. That is such a cool moment to be part of and to to help to to kick things off on the right foot. That is oh, wow. That's so like I'm getting chills listening about it. Oh right, it's so special. <laughs> oh. Don't we have the best jobs? I mean that it goes back to you aren't <laughs> here if you don't love it. You are not in this business if you don't have this seriously heart centered approach to yes. everything you do. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> I feel like I could talk to you all day long, but I want to make sure that our listeners get, we always try to bring some sort of nugget of knowledge or some advice. And when you contacted us, you brought some really great ideas, especially with everything that's been going on right now in America and in the world with this, this worldwide pandemic, you know, as much as people might be sick of hearing about it, we're still seeing weddings postponed or canceled or dramatically changed from a large celebration to a more intimate celebration. So you talked about re-strategizing and replanning to try and avoid postponement. I want to get your your thoughts and your input on how should couples be looking at this and be be really framing this in their minds. You know, should they be thinking of postponing or should they be, you know, die hard about it? And and it might not be a one size fits all answer. That's exactly it. It is a case by case basis. There, so. My my best advice and what I've been telling, whether it's my clients or I've had people calling in just for consulting, is that it's it's important to take the moment to just, you know, between the two of you as a couple and make a decision that is best for the two of you. It's really hard being a couple hosting a wedding. It, there's a lot mm-hmm. of pressure on that. You have a responsibility to your guests. You have a responsibility to your vendors who you've hired to you know, work a job on your day. So with mm-hmm. that responsibility can come, I'm seeing so much anxiety and so much pressure of, oh my God, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the responsible thing? I have to think of all the health and all the safety of all these people. And right. yes, that is a totally valid thought. But through that, I'm finding that some couples are losing, bringing it back to them and bringing it back Mm -hmm. to, okay, let's take a moment to, we know that we're going to keep everyone safe and we know that we're going to keep everyone um, healthy and in the forefront, but let's not forget about what all, what we're all celebrating. And that's our love and our love story. So how do we want to write it? And I think when that happens, the power then is put back to the couple. The control is put back to the couple. And so when you can focus on what you can control in a time like this, that mm-hmm. can do so much for mindset because it seems like everything is completely out of our control. So mm-hmm. focusing on what you can control, and that's writing your own story. Now, from a re-strategizing standpoint, what I will say is there's a couple different options of how to write that story. Um, It's tough because if you want the vision of your wedding day to stand as is, and if that is, you know, a large affair um, with dancing and this and that, you know, and if that's the vision and you want it to be as is, you might have to take a hard look at that and consider the postponing. Um, 
if you are flexible in your vision and flexible for re-strategization to keep, I don't know if re-strategization is a word, but I like it, <laughs> um, to keep your date as is, then that's mm. an option. And sometimes that's what's more important because we need this date because, you know, my partner's in the military, so, you know, they got to go. Or we need this date because... Um, we want to be on the tax return next year. You know, who knows? It could mm -hmm. be anything. Yeah. So if the date is, or keeping it in 2020, or some people are just like, hey, we've been dating for 12 years. We've been engaged for three and we just want to tie the knot, man. So mm -hmm. if that's a part of it, then you can get to those ideas of a micro wedding or, you know, an intimate wedding and maybe you make it a destination or if you are... Um, considering a shift wedding. So where your timeline is more spread out and maybe you're having little mini celebrations with different cohorts of your guest list to sort of make your way through the guest list, but in smaller pieces rather than one group mm -hmm. of 150 people. So mm -hmm. there definitely are these options for strategies and it really comes down to, you know, like, like you said, not a one size fits all and deciding what's best for you. I'm seeing couples that are just being like, oh, we're going to throw in the towel and we're just going to go to Jamaica and with our parents and that's it. <laughs> and, you know, I'm seeing people yeah. who are like, we are just going to spend all this money and put a down payment on a house and we'll throw a backyard barbecue next year. And, mm -hmm. you know, and then I'm seeing people who are like, nope, we want everything. So we're going to pick it up and put it down, you know, next spring or somewhere or two in the middle. So, it truthfully is a case-by-case -case basis, and I want to encourage couples to take the moment to make that decision themselves. Because if you do have to trim a guest list or you mm -hmm. do have to work around things, that can come with additional anxiety too. Like, oh my yes. God, are we going to upset people? Are we going to hurt people's feelings? And I think right now it's important to know that we're in a time where there's so much understanding about something like that. Yes. So I don't think that... Um, you know, you have to feel bad if that is the decision that is best for you to sort of strip down the guest list in any kind of way. Don't have any second thoughts. You know, they're your family. They're on the guest list because you love them and they love you. So they are still going to love you and you're still going to love them. And you know, <laughs> celebrate at a later date. You can, of course, yeah. I mean, you can integrate event, you know, you can integrate technology and zoom in all 150 of them. People are so understanding right now. So they are. I think that that's an element <clears throat> to take into it too, is that you don't have to worry about hurting others' feelings or what's best. You know, you got to think about what's best for you and your mm -hmm. relationship and tying the knot and writing your own story and then let the rest fall into place. And definitely shameless plug for wedding planners. If you don't <laughs> have one, doesn't mean, you know, if it doesn't fit in the budget to hire one completely, that's okay. But a mm -hmm. lot of planners are, you know, just offering even free consultations right now because yes. it's it's a really tough time and it's a really important decision and it can get murky and it can get mm -hmm. frustrating and it can come with just like very time intensive communication and correspondence. So definitely pick up the phone and just ask some questions and then you'll mm -hmm. have that contact in your back pocket if you run into another hurdle and you can ask more questions. So it's great to just have someone in your contact list that you can mm -hmm. run things by because things are changing every minute. So oh, yes. 
Absolutely. As, as, as these states are reopening and things are changing and like, is it spreading? Is it not spreading? You know, right. as there's vaccines being developed, absolutely. It makes so much sense to have somebody on the inside and somebody who's used to being the one in charge and coordinating these things. And Hey, shameless plug away sister, because I have always said, and we have always said on this podcast, the best thing that you can do to de-stress your wedding day is to hire a planner. Right. We, I, I'm not even a planner. And I say that. <laughs> Right. I 100%, you know, when I see couples who are utilizing a wedding planner, either for full service or for day of, they are so much more relaxed. Yeah. They are, you know, they know that it's being handled. And I love working with planners because, you know, they've got the whole world in their hands. They know, yeah. you know, the schedule inside and outside. They know where everyone's supposed to be at all points in time. And like you said, they are, so many right now are having you know, consultations just to, to help people consider where they're going. And I'm so right. glad that you said it's not one size fits all because no. so much of what we hear. And again, you know, in America, we like things to be easy. A lot of times <laughs> we like our, our one size fits all things. We like our, our little bandaid push a button and it's easy, <laughs> but it, but it is going to take a lot of work to, for a couple to figure out if it makes sense to, to go forward. And, and you had so many good points there. They're just wisdom pouring out of you about the considerations that couples have to make. It is. It's a lot. And then, I mean, you're corresponding with your entire guest list. And what is that communication like? And, you know, I get so many questions. It's like, do I have to send out another invitation? Do I, is an email okay? Is a phone call okay? Mm. Is it, you know, so it's just even boiling down to that very just basic level of communication with the guest list can be, you know, just a task that yeah. could just add stress and you know, who knows? I mean, we've got all different types of experiences that people are going through right now, whether they are an essential mm -hmm. worker or they're not an essential worker or they're running into, you know, like we mentioned, some child care issues. At, you know, so home is an absolute circus right now or yeah. they're, you know, like I said, they are an essential worker. And so that's incredibly stressful. Another thing is not an option or someone may have lost their job and it's just not a time to take on something that could be, you know, just adding more mental exhaustion to what they're already going through. So mm -hmm. because your personal health is the most important. So you want to be drinking water and you want to be, you know, feeding your body the right nutrition and you want to be getting fresh air and taking deep breaths. And, you know, so if something like replanning or re-strategizing a wedding, you know, is just inherently going to add stress, please, please, please reach out because that's what we are here for. That's what, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're not considered essential workers, us wedding planners right now, <laughs> but we're all here working from our homes and available to help because it's a, it's a major undertaking. And um, that, I mean, we go back to what we originally said, right? You're only in this business if you have the passion and that's the passion right. to help and to create and to bring joy. So that, sentiment still stands. So wedding planners all around the world are still here to help you through this challenging time. You are essential in my heart. Ah, yes. Thank you. you <laughs> <laughs> Why, well, thank you very much. You know, it's, it's, it's so funny when I talk to wedding planners and I look at them and I say, I could not do what you do thinking about the, the table dressings and the chair covers and the seating chair. I have zero interest or want to do that, but I love what I do. And then I've had right. a wedding planner say back to me, 
I would not want to do what you do. I don't want to get up in front of a crowd of people and, you know, try to wax poetic about a relationship. So we all (laughs) have our, we all have our joys and our loves. Yep. Very true. You seriously, you brought so much to the table. I, I mean, couples are going to get so much out of that. You hit so many major, major points about considerations they need to take and things that they need to think about. And it's not, it's not going to be the easiest thing in the world, but you've given them so much information to digest. I imagine that they're going to be listening to this on repeat over and over as they're thinking about, as they're thinking about it. Well, and, and, you know, all over the place, like we said, I've spoken to New York city based wedding planners who have said no weddings for the rest of the year there, Mm -hmm. you know, and in Ohio right now, they're opening it up again for a 300 person receptions, as long as you're abiding by the six foot rule. Oh boy. (laughs) But right. What does that look like? And is that even enjoyable? So that's what I mean by, you know, if you want your vision as is, right, then you've got to consider. Yeah. Yeah. So every state is different. Every couple is different. Every wedding is going to be different. So you need to sit there and, and just kind of think about it. And what's your, your ideal vision? And it'll, it'll come to you and you, and you give it the time and you give it the, the grace of, you know, allowing yourself to not have to know the answer right away mm-hmm. and, yes. you know, to give it a couple days and to sleep on it and to think on it and to, you know, run a couple ideas through and put pen to paper and pros and cons. And what does this look like when we're talking about it to our grandchildren and, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. all, all that kind of stuff, give it, give it the time. Um, and then call a wedding planner. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so speaking of calling a wedding planner, so if folks want to to find you, to look for you and, and follow your journey, how should they reach out to you? How should they look for you? Sure. So you can find us on the web at riseeventproduction.com. Mm-hmm. And then we're on all social media accounts at Rise Event Production. Cool. Excellent. And do you have anything big coming up that you wanted to promote? Uh, let's see. Um, (laughs) uh, yes. So I'm actually going to be doing a webinar series once my home office is done with its renovation. Mm -hmm. Um, because all those home projects are happening right now. (laughs) They are. Um, I am definitely one of those. So we're redoing (laughs) the home office, uh, completely. And wouldn't you know, I hired my aunt down in Orlando, the interior designer to do the whole project. So mm-hmm. um, she's been doing it remote and doing an absolutely insane job and, you know, just having everything shipped here. And so once that's together and I have this sort of beautiful backdrop, uh, rather than my kitchen table, I'm definitely going to be <laughs> launching a webinar series, which will sort of help explain the just in deeper depth, the options for re-strategizing, the options for you know alternative wedding styles that exist that couples can consider. Mm-hmm. Um, not even just twenty twenty couples, but twenty twenty one couples that may just have a shift in perspective about you know what their day looks like. So yeah. I'm going to be having that uh, webinar series that will be coming soon, pending a finished home office re- <laughs> renovation. <laughs> cool. So we will, we'll keep our eyes on your social media for when that's coming up. Exactly. Excellent. And was there anything that you want to talk about that I didn't get to, or that we didn't get to? I think this was absolutely wonderful. Um, my biggest uh, piece of advice for couples that are going through all this is something that I touched on and that's the wellness mm-hmm. piece. 
So, you know, it's so important to be putting yourselves first. It's so important to be putting your families first, the safety, the health um, of those, the wedding will happen. Um, You know, I keep my, (laughs) my saying that I've sort of coined, which is a little bit explicit for this podcast, but I'll edit it (laughs) is that, you know, um, one way or another, we will make delicious lemonade out of these funky lemons. <laughs> so, you know, and my version has a couple explicit words in there just for emphasis. Sure. Um, but <laughs> the, the sentiment rings true. And that is that things will always find their way to fruition. Things will fall into place. Things will work. So just to put the focus on yourselves and your health and then you as a couple and the wedding planning will fall into place. Perfect. That is a that is a wonderful sentiment. And I I like your on the fly editing. That was very nice. <laughs> That's it. Very important. I've I've gotten really with a with a four-year-old in the house, I've gotten really good at that. Uh, my my son has asked me, Dad, who's Jiminy Christmas and why do you keep talking about him? <laughs> yeah. That is a wonderful person you'll learn about one day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, it brings to mind one of my favorite words to say in mixed uh, mixed settings, which is, uh, this is a wonderful cluster festival. Ooh, cluster festival. Yeah. I've never heard that one. I yeah. like it. Yeah. That, that's I like you can, it. You can toss in there. <laughs> I love that. I will be using that. I feel like I'm living in that on a daily basis lately. So Same. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Very relevant term. (laughs) So the last thing before I let you go is I want to know what's something right now in the midst of everything that is refreshing you and bringing you joy? My deep dive into the virtual event space for the uh, special event arm of my business and my corporate side, I'm Mm -hmm. seeing so many of those clients transition their 2020 events to the virtual space because a lot of time they're you know, fundraising events for the businesses or the nonprofits that those funds raised are the lifeline for next year's budget. Yeah. So postponing is really not an issue. So it's sort of forced me uh, deep into the world of virtual events and what I'm finding and what I'm discovering and what I'm learning about all the different kinds of um, virtual event platforms is so inspiring and just really incredible and really cool. So I got to say that has been um, just a really energizing piece of all of this and has definitely been bringing, it's like bringing out the inner like nerd in me that is like, (laughs) this is so cool. Um, So if you have the opportunity to exercise any of that, um, online event technology beyond the meeting platforms that are being used, you know, worldwide right now. Um, But they've got, you know, incredible 2D, incredible 3D platforms that can really do so much. So that's been something that has really been um, just incredible and super fun to explore. And it, you know, just sort of a completely unplanned way. It just Mm -hmm. organically, you know, I was led to it out of necessity. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's sparked this really, really interesting um, path. And now I have this, you know, the business has grown. And you know, a new Mm -hmm. service that we offer is virtual events. So growing a business during a global pandemic has definitely been um, an energizing and unexpected process. So that's what's been super cool. That's awesome. That is so neat. That's that's 
That's so cool to hear. Yay. Yeah, it's an un unexpected spin on things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but hey, it's uh, it's making making delicious lemonade. There they are. I tell you, they always find, you know, the lemonade always finds its way. It does. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for coming and talking to me. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. This was great. And that's this week's episode. Thank you again for listening. We are so glad that you choose to spend your time with us. Remember, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so for as little as $1 a month by going to patreon.com slash crew or leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast network. And make sure that you subscribe to make sure that you don't miss a single episode filled with great stories and wedding tips. So stay tuned for all that and more on next week's episode of Your I Do Crew. This is Atan, owner and chief officiant of Weddings for the Ages. You can find us on The Knot, Wedding Wire, Facebook, and Instagram as Weddings for the Ages. And this is Lindsay Roselle with Lucky Bird Photography. You can find me on Wedding Wire, The Knot, and you can also find me on social media using at Lucky Bird Photo. If you liked what you heard today, help us spread the love. Comment, like, rate, and review on iTunes and Google Play and share on your favorite social media platforms. We love feedback. So if you have any suggestions or if you want to ask us a question, email us at feedback at youridocrew.com. Thanks for listening, and here's to love, laughter, and happily ever after. Cheers. I want to get, I want to get, I want to get married. Music credits are as follows. Song title, I Want to Get Married, by artist D. Cylinders, from the Free Music Archive. Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 international.